You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules information and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. And good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing today? Glad you're aboard. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. On this beautiful, if not chilly, Sunday morning. November 28th of 2020. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Hour, where the sun is gleaming off the very top floors above the smog line, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens, and those of you that feel like a turkey, uh, we trust you've had a, a fine, fantastic week, and uh, you stuffed yourself on Thursday. You watched the balloon parade down 6th Avenue onto 34th Street uh, in front of Macy's. You watched football. Oh, we got football stuff to talk about an hour or two. <laughs> it got so bad, one of us didn't show up today, and we'll get into that later. But from the, uh, from the snow-covered executive tower here in new york city yes we got a dusting of snow this morning i stepped outside before the sun came up and on the tops of all the cars there was the white stuff it's like being in minnesota <laughs> in july good morning man, young mr shannon how are you today good morning good morning good morning yeah we haven't had that yet here believe it or not really wait a minute we had what? snow before you and it looks that way now we've had we've had flurries uh, it's been butt kicking cold already. We've already had temperatures uh, below uh, uh, twenty degrees. Brr. No, no, no! Unacceptable, unacceptable. We'll be back up in the fifties this week, but you know we're it's that's tending starting to be the not the norm. So anyway, and that that concludes the Radio TFI weather report. And that should be a regular feature here. We should, but we should actually get a real weatherman. Really, because the last time we did it, you uh, you threw a hissy fit. I don't want to do the weather anymore. We used to talk about the weather all the time, right at the top of the show, right at the did top we? of the show. And and you threw such a massive fit 
Oh my goodness, I don't want to do it anymore. Who nobody wants to talk about the weather. And yet here you are suggesting, you know, again, it's not a good idea till it's your idea. You know, you're starting to catch on. Yeah, I am. You also need to your your microphone seems a little low in volume this morning. I I don't know. It is. Yes, it is. I'm probably not close enough to it. So let's let's get up here to the point where I'm actually and smell my uh, what I had for breakfast on it. Oh, I smell uh, sausage. Oh God, uh, salami. That's what I'm smelling. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of this falderall. What do you say we get right into it? You ready? Yeah, because this is what I traded the weather uh, sequence uh, for. Pretty much. Pretty, we oh, could do both. God. We could do both. People just dying to hear what the weather's like in New York City and Minneapolis, St. Paul. The Twin Cities every week pre-recorded. Sometimes pre-recorded. years years later. Sometimes years later. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, here we go. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch brought to you by Cold Weather. We're close the week at forty dollars and fifty-two cents, down three seventy-one. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at forty-two forty, down five dollars and eleven cents. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. It's cold here. Last week, but Lyft baby, went. It's cold outside. You know that song has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. I know it doesn't. Not a thing. But anyway, so this is two weeks running. Lyft. Uh, Last week, Lyft lost like six bucks, and you know, so it's a, it's a beautiful downward trend that they're doing, and we couldn't be happier. Who, who says there's no magic in the holidays? <laughs> Boom. All right, well that'll do it for me. You guys have a good week, and yeah, we'll see you later. Uh, I actually got a couple of uh, couple little industry stories here that. Uh, came across my uh, desk one in particular i thought was kind of uh kind of neat we were talking last week about uh <clears throat> oh excuse me we were talking to a real live honest to goodness london taxi driver last week yeah you are yeah and so a story comes actually this story comes out of toronto but it is about london taxi drivers uh, says why researchers are analyzing the brains of London cabbies Ooh, to help yeah. uh, diagnose dementia. Mm-hmm. I, that's that article has been around for a while, but go ahead, go ahead. That's very well. Again, here comes my here comes my reading skills to the to the forefront. So may uh, I may I interrupt and summarize the article for you? Uh. Sure, why not? I can always uh, take a break. Essentially, the researchers have found, they, they find that the because of the amount of quote-unquote knowledge that London taxi drivers are required to have and to possess, and remember, speaking of the knowledge, they spend two, three, four years learning everything there is to learn about the streets and points of interest in and around the city of London. So the researchers have been looking into this to try to uh, see if that can help in the treatment 
and cure of dementia. Now, this actually, this this study has been around for a little bit of a while now. Uh, I remember first reading about this about a year or so ago. But they're, you know, when some of these fellows pass or whatever they're doing uh, while they're still alive, they're trying to figure out what is it that is opening up more and more of this memory and allows them to recall this information. Even the most uh, arcane streets. And remember, if you take a look at a map of the city of London and its streets, how could anybody possibly learn all these streets? And the shortest routes between any two given points. Think about Boston on steroids. I that way. believe you me. I used to be proud of myself over Fort Lauderdale, and that's a grid. That is strictly a grid. And uh, Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with Minneapolis and St. Paul. I mean, you know, after you do it for a while, you can, you know, somebody gives me a uh, an address in St. Paul, and I can almost tell them what color the house is. Right, right. But, but London's very, very different. Very, very different. It's a lot like lower that's Manhattan. The- the original city of New York, south of Houston Street, and yes, we pronounce it Houston, although it's spelled Houston. I know. Don't don't get started. Uh, yeah, it, it's laid out just like any city established in the 17th century was. It's just basically oxen paths and where the people walked. Tiny streets, things crisscross each other. When they charted the city of New York and started to lay out Manhattan, they did it in a purposeful grid. So you see from about Houston Street, which is essentially First Street. Not exactly, but it's the next street south of First Street. But you see, if you look at the, again, you look at the map of Manhattan, it is a grid. Yeah, there's some streets there. Broadway, for one, cuts diagonally across the island. But that's one of the old streets that's been there since back in the day. Uh, so, you know, some cities planned well, others, eh, not so much. But anyway, getting back to the point, that's why they're studying the London cabbies' brains. Because, I, I mean, John and I, we're not afraid to say that's the, that's the gold standard in the industry. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. we're... Um, to, to, the fact that people would be impressed if, uh, by my knowledge of Fort Lauderdale and Greater Broward County and again, which is essentially a grid, and if you can count, eh, you can pretty much find anything. Uh, mm. You know, people would be impressed at that, but, geez, what the London drivers do is just outstanding. So, yes, they, they their brains do bear studying. And uh, That's I'm funny. Sorry. It's funny. Minneapolis is kind of laid out like a grid as well and actually has some logic to it uh, mm-hmm. numbered streets and avenues and then there your uh then once you get out of uh the numbering system then you go into the west part of minneapolis where now it's uh the streets all have names but they're alphabetical okay so so it's it's very easy now Jesse Ventura said it best when it comes to St. Paul. St. Paul was uh, laid out by a drunken Irishman. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, even in the best of cities. But, uh, yeah, St. Paul is a lot. uh, And that was actually one of the things when when I had to start uh, uh, going into dispatching because I had to let my driving record kind of chill out a little bit. The... uh, I knew my way around St. Paul really well, which made me very valuable in a in a taxi dispatch office. 
because a lot of the dispatchers, you know, when you were dispatching uh, cabs into both cities, a lot of the dispatchers, you know, once you got to the river, once you got across over from Minneapolis to St. Paul, they were lost. Mm -hmm. So one other quick story here, uh, some, some good news here out of uh, Brussels. Uh, Uber Technologies, Inc. said it would halt operations in Brussels from November 26th after a court ruled that a 2015 ban on private individuals offering taxi services also applies to professional drivers. Of course, I... Uber drivers, I don't know where they get the uh, comparison to professional drivers. That's neither here nor there. No, it is not. But uh, Uber said that the decision by a Brussels appeals court in on Wednesday will affect around 2,000 drivers, and it urged the Belgian government to quickly change the taxi service laws. Right. You can't. You can't. Uh, the days of. Uh, Uber spreading cash to solve its problems uh, have kind of long since passed. So now they're urging governments. They're urging. Well, they've always. Please. They've always urged along with the bags of cash. You know, that's that's their public face is that, oh, we're urging you to please. Uh, eliminate all the taxi rules so that we can come in and and do what we want. Uh, you know, it's, to see them fall is and some sad news out of Ontario. Our uh, neighbors to the north and home to the Queen of All Hacks, Burlington Taxi, which I'm presuming Burlington is one of the suburbs around uh, GTA Greater Toronto area. Burlington Taxi after 53 years ceased operations on Friday the 26th, um, and they had, they put out a tweet and it said Burlington Taxi will be closing its doors on Friday November 26th. While we are sorry to say goodbye, we're fortunate for the lifetime of friendships made with our drivers, staff, and the incredible customers that made Burlington Taxi what it was. Thank you, Burlington. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's one thing to go out of business because of mismanagement or it's just time you've, you know, but to be forced out. And again, right here, I get it. Uh, it's unfortunate. It, it, it's, it's sad. So. Well, all I can say is, is that uh, I'm lucky. I've said this before. I'm lucky to have uh, been able to find a company that uh, has been forward thinking through this process all along. They they learned how to find uh, other business. They have a guy that that's that's his only job. His job is to go out and schmooze the customers, if you will. And he gets out there, he gets uh, new business. He works to keep uh, some of the old uh, business uh, happy and it's not easy work because there are companies and whatnot. I mean, even Uber and Lyft are biting at the heels to try to get uh, some of this in some of this business that uh, we have. And they, they're doing this company's doing a great job when it comes to uh, attracting and maintaining uh, this business. Um, 
yesterday I had a a ride uh it was a huge ride I wound up uh taking uh, a group of uh railroad uh, uh train men an engineer and I don't know what other uh conductor or whatever whatever they're called but uh, I took them out into western Minnesota it uh it was a long I mean a long trip it was uh, and I've got to the point where I hate driving at night anymore which the return ride was all at night and but you know hey it, it, it was nice it was money in my pocket and there are a lot of there are a lot of companies that if they would have just went out and tried to get some of this I call it non typical non-traditional uh, taxi type work I think that a lot of companies would still be able to compete against Uber with this but some people you know some some places they're just stubborn they don't like it they want to deal with cash and cash alone well yeah we've talked about that over and over mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately uh well not unfortunately but uh, you know companies have to adapt and i mean the upside of of the whole uber thing was that companies that let us we've talked about this before cab companies that were dragging their heels into the 20th century you know, or forced to either spit or get off the pot, either come into the 21st century or we'll see you later. Bye. Now, some some did that anyway and still uh, couldn't make it. I Again, we won't get into the whole thing playing with different sets of rules. But, mm-hmm. uh, but to see a company that, and I don't know anything about Burlington Taxi. I'm going to presume they did everything they possibly could if they made it this far. If yeah, made, that, if, that is incredible that they made it this far. Which means they tried. They tried their level best. And there comes a point where there's just nothing left to give. You've got nothing left. Your resources are completely depleted. And you just can't do it any longer. Uh, and again, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Well, it, it's sad because, I mean, I, I look again here in St. Paul uh, where we lost uh, two really good taxi services here. And these were these were the type of companies whose philosophies were, yeah, the airport runs were nice. Yeah, the long rides uh, into Minneapolis and into the western suburbs were nice. But we made our bread and butter by taking... Uh, you know, grandma to the doctor's appointment or the hair salon, mm-hmm. uh, taking people to uh, uh, go to the grocery store, pick, at the, pick up people at the grocery store. This company was a was a true local cab company in St. Paul, and it was one of the first ones to go. And uh, it was it was truly sad to, to see it happen because they. They were the ones that believed in service. If you mistreated a customer, you know you maybe got one chance to do, to uh, to explain yourself. Uh, but if it happened if it happened again, um, well, bye bye. You go. You can go drive uh, for uh, somebody else if right. you're going to treat 
customers that way. And, uh, well, again, and and just that little thing is something we've talked about before, whereas a, a local cab company, you know, yes, you had customers who would make BS complaints against drivers, but at least the driver would have the opportunity to defend himself. Sure. Uh, and I'm not saying all drivers were right or, you know, should have been maintained, should have been kept on. No, 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 not, not saying that at all. But uh, again, you nailed it. It was, it's a, it's a local thing. I've always stated transportation is a very local business. When you, mm-hmm. when you distance yourself like Uber and Lyft do, uh, I mean, they don't even have, from what I understand, I think Lyft's customer service lines even for the drivers are only open like nine to five on, on weekdays. Now you can't get a hold of anybody. And it's, uh, you know, and, and if you're, a, you're a customer just trying to, you can't get a hold of anybody. There's nobody to get a hold of. And, you know, people are constantly complaining. Where's my car? Where's my, well, well yeah, you have to take to uh, social media. You literally have to take to social media to call Uber or Lyft out. Uh, and then, oh, then they'll send you the canned message. D, oh, we're so sorry about your problem. You send us a DM with the details. And, right. and then when that process goes on for another week, you know. And and then the drivers, too. I mean, the, like, like we mentioned, the drivers who... Because I didn't let the person smoke, I didn't let the person uh, right. uh, e- eat a miss a messy bag of chips in the back seat of the car. Oh, that driver was driving like a nut, and, and, well, they, and then or boom, or the, the the two big ones, the driver was drunk. Was drunk, yeah. Or he made a racist comment to me. Those are the two big ones, <laughs> and. Uh, and of course, the, with the drunk thing, as as I said to the dark side on more than one occasion, uh, why aren't you calling the police on me? Yeah, if exactly. I'm suspected, of, if you're shutting me down because I'm I'm supposedly driving drunk, why should I go to the police station? Well, we're doing our own investigation. No, you're not. No, you're not. The only way to determine if I've been drinking is through through a blood test. Or at the very least, a visual inspection of me. Well, that's not how we do it, sir. I know that's not not how you do it. Because, anyway. Again, the advantages of dealing with a local taxi slash transportation organization. Because if I get a if I get a call and I say and somebody calls me and calls and says, Hey, that Ed, uh, that Ed fellow has been driving I've, erratically here. I think we better, and I think he smells like vodka, cheap vodka. At that uh, I don't know what I, you're I, talking about. And I can call you in, and I can smell your breath, and and die or get a contact high myself, and realize it's time for the to uh, for you to uh, uh, call it a call it a career, if you will. I'm not so thick as you yeah. drunk I am. <laughs> oh man so anyways uh yeah it, it, it's it's a shame that cab went under it's a shame that these local cab companies because the big ones are going to survive my my company 
you know, survive not only Uber and Lyft, but survive the pandemic. The other company that's the big one in, in our uh, area, they survived. Those companies are going to survive, but the little mom and pop companies, the ones that had maybe 30 or 40 cabs, that, that's it. We got one company, St. Paul. There's one company. A matter of fact, it's actually the first company I drove for back in 83. Uh, Yellow Cab of St. Paul. Mm-hmm. They, at one point in time, they had over 100 cars on the street. Now, they've uh, they had owner-operators split off from a lot of getting down to about 25 to 26 cars. Now, you're lucky if you see five of them on the street. It's, you know, and again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You you don't operate on uh, on unicorn farts and rainbows or cotton candy. You know, it, it takes cold, hard cash. You have to have a business. And, you know, let's... By the way, if, if I appear to be distracted, I am. I'm, I, my, I just noticed my printer. Uh, I'm running out of ink and there was something that I printed out. Oh, I know where to find it. Good gosh. I'm such a goofball. I was looking for for the quote, but I realized where I can find it now. So uh, you you go ahead and do what you, whatever it is you were doing there, John. Go, go right to the source and ask the horse, right? He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. X for Mr. Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. <laughs> okay, talk, talk to Mr. Ed. Things go yakety yak. Anyway, let's. Uh, By the, the way, 754-800-CHAT is the number. 754-8428 if you're listening live. Or even if you're listening to this on Memorex, you can uh, still call the line, leave a message, send a text to that line. Uh, Usually getting a hold of us on Twitter is probably the easiest way. If you just want to send a tweet to uh, comment on something, that's at Taxi Stand Hour. Uh, we're, we're pretty transparent around here, folks. Um, Speaking of Twitter. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> well, before I get to Twitter, before we get to that, and I do want to get to that, here's uh, here's what I was looking for. This is from Fact at Fact on the Twitter. Research shows that being continuously sleep deprived makes you dumb, irritable, distracted, unhappy, and fat. Well, now that explains a lot. (laughs) It does, does. Welcome to the I Need a Nap Hour. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, it's my turn to take a nap, so... Entertain Ed for me here, folks. I'll talk to you in about a half an hour. Yeah. So anyway, so John, you know what, John? Let's do it from a from your perspective. You you came into this. I got involved in a thread over the past couple of days, and uh, apparently, apparently, I'm the boogeyman now. John, why, why, why don't you give it your best shot? Well, well, as you may you may know, I actually took a turn. Uh, at that for some I, for now I even forgot the hell we were talking uh, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where I had over oh I know as it was over Rittenhouse that's right and uh, so I had about 70 or 80 derogative comments everything from death threats to uh, you know 
hey, you're fat. Yeah, oh, yeah, hey, you're fat. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, that's, uh, guess what? Nice observation. I'm glad you actually can read and actually look at pictures. I'm proud of you. But nonetheless, so our hero, the one and only Ed Van Ness, got involved in a little bit of a dust-up on uh, Twitter here. My, my God, too, because every t- I get a notification every time uh, I see um, something or something tweeted to ta- at Taxi Stand Hour. So I was getting notifications up the wazoo over this. And I tag every, everything like that. Everything, too. yeah. <clears throat> so does so, so, yeah, he was... So, anyways, what happened was is he was... Um, Ed was re- re- responding to kind of a... Actually, it was kind of a long thread. I didn't realize just how mm-hmm. how far the, or how much this person had to say uh, at the time. But... Um, let me let me read this here as best as I can. Just read the first one, because that's really what one. it's okay. all based on. Okay, my husband's brother is not at the Thanksgiving table today because someone at his job, EA, lied to him and told him he needed a shot, even though he already had COVID. Instead, despite being a healthy non-smoker. He had multiple heart attacks and massive clotting after the second Pfizer. So, in other words, what this person was doing was blaming the vaccination for uh, uh, for this uh, relative. I guess it would be her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law. So, yeah, she went on quite a little ramp uh, rant here. It was like a uh, five or six tweet rant that she wound up doing. Right. Now, so our hero, the one and only Ed Van Ness, decided that uh, he would uh, chime in. Yeah, he did. Now, yeah. Uh, replying, heart attacks are caused by the COVID-19 vaccine? Only the vaccine? No. Let me guess. Uh, Dad was the picture of health. Never smoked or drank. Excellent diet. Fit as a fiddle. Sorry for your loss. Hashtag get vaccinated now. Now I I I picked the wrong family member. I thought it was her dad. So now it's not the first time I responded to one of these uh, tweets of the oh oh uh, he got uh, you know. My such and such, fill in the blank, got vaccinated and within minutes he had a massive heart attack and died. I call malarkey. I call malarkey. Yeah. Uh, and if you read through the thread, through oh, oh, it's happening to thousands of people. No, it's not. So now, so now I got blasted mainly, well, on two major points. One is that I'm an idiot because this is happening. But mainly, you're a heartless bastard. She said he was a non-smoker. And I kept saying, and I asked, had he ever smoked? My question was, never smoked or drank? I smoked for 40 years. Haven't smoked in eight and a half years. 
And later on in the thread, one of the idiots goes back on himself and says, well, you know, Ed, uh, you know, the fact that you smoked means you could have another heart. It could play it. You know, you could still have problems. I said, that's exactly why I was asking, knucklehead. It's exactly why I was asking had he ever. And this was the one everybody got hung up on. She said he, he didn't smoke. He didn't smoke now, had he ever smoked in the past. So anyway, Friday, I just had a grand old time responding to these people. There were a couple of legit conversations that came out of it with a couple of these yeah. folks. And I was very, very happy to engage with them. And I didn't do the snarky thing or anything like that. But the rest of them, man, I was having a grand old time. I meant to oh, put yes. together... I meant to put together a collection. It's a shame I didn't. I don't know if anybody else did of the uh, snarky snuff stuff. John, didn't you say you put a bunch together? Or? Well, I just basically uh, bookmark the one the the tweet and then just drop down into. Uh, you know, she blocked me. The, oh yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah, you so saying I, that. I I can't even see the original tweet unless of course i go to the taxi stand hour account oh, there you go. yeah that's that's the way to do it <laughs> oh i've already done that i've already done that but, but anyway yeah, just so it, it, it's funny um that uh how was i gonna say this oh okay it, it's funny because usually in these type of situations i'm the guy i am the the asshole I am the guy who is usually poking, poking the tiger, if you will, and taking the taking the heat from the better than thou crowd. Yeah, well, and, I can't let you have all the fun now, can I? I know, I, I know. I thought, oh my god! And for once, I'm the one that actually sat back and watched this. Uh, uh, you, while you were battling it out with these people, you can go go to uh, at Ed Radio TFI and you can find it. Believe me, it's all there. It's all there. I, oh yes, I didn't oh, block yes. one person. Oh, I got bashed. Oh, did I get it? And uh, everybody got a reply except for the ones that were real assholes. And uh, you know, you yeah, reply, and you get a reply, and everybody get gets a reply. a reply. Everybody gets a reply. But it, but it's so interesting how a lot of people's argument was you're fat well first off my my picture you can't tell that it's an old picture you know uh and again i just went all snarky on them there was one person that sent me a link to something called v-a-e-r-s fairs and i get there and, and it's nothing it's a couple of charts with no backup data and nothing at the very bottom, it says essentially, eh, we, you know, none of this can be proven. So I copy and paste that back to the person that sent it to me. It says, well, I told you it isn't verified. It only applies to 1% of the population. So, well, how is that any kind of, have a nice day. So anyway, I, I, I truly, I truly wish if you have the time, go to my Twitter account at Ed Radio TFI and, and look for this stuff and uh, uh, again the doctor who originally posted it blocked me so I can't see the original post but I, you can see all the answers hey we got a bunch of stuff we, we've, we've set aside some special time today for, oh, for, yes, we did. for, for one yes, of this we did. show's favorite people the lovely, the talented the uh, irrepressible Lauren Bobert. 
So, oh, baby, we get to have a little Lauren Bobert feast a today. Lauren huh? feast. So we're just going to go down the line here. And most of them don't take that long. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll jump on top of her, so to speak, at, on the other side. Because of this piece of crap in the White House. That's her talking about our president, her president, her boss. Quite frankly, uh, mm-hmm. now let's hear what she has to say about Mar-a-Lago. You know, and the last time I was with President Trump, well, I did have a fancy little red dress to show off. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in his office in Florida, the new White House. Yeah, <laughs> the real White House. Yeah. The real White House. Yeah. That's where everybody seems to be. I don't and where and who is everybody? The child molesters, Jordan and Gates, and uh, you know all the other knuckleheads who are about to be go down harder than a ten dollar hooker. You know, it's funny. There was at one point in time somebody, the people who can can manipulate images into memes, totally amazed me. There was a meme that was out circulating where uh, uh, they incorporated a tweet of hers where she um, was uh, on her... She says basically whatever she does, she does from uh, on her knees. And it was imposed into a picture with her next to Trump with her little red dress on. And, of course, the implication was that she's getting ready to get on her knees in front of orange buffoon well there, there's also one uh, with her in that red dress standing next posing with Trump and on the back it says insert fist here so <laughs> now there all this is leading up to something Let, let's let's go on to the next uh, Bobert fest so Christians, above all else, need to get involved. It's uh, I, I'm tired of these politicians who view government as God. Government is not God. Government is instituted to protect, to secure your God-given rights. And here's another dog. <laughs> um, but they are there to secure your God-given rights. They are not God. And there is a, um, a higher, more majestic being that is above government. And, uh, and, and that's something that the Democrat Party fails to recognize. So let me see if I got this straight. You guys worship at the feet of a... Uh of an overweight failed businessman uh, who couldn't spell his name as spotted eight letters. Uh, God is your God is, is bigger and better. You, I, I lost track. I lost my train of thought. Uh, I, you got anything on this, John? Well, other than just, uh, Go ahead and play that clip uh, where she... Uh, That's coming up next. Goes, uh, Here's John's uh, favorite. I'm sorry. I had more on that, but it just... Right out of my head. Actually, I have an Ilhan story for you. So... <laughs> so, uh, the other night on the House floor was not the my first Jihad Squad moment. Uh, so, I was getting into an elevator with one of my staffers. 
And he and I, are, we're leaving the Capitol, we're going back to my office, and we get in the elevator, and I see a Capitol Police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. I see fret all over his face, and he's reaching, and I'm like, what? I can't, the door's shutting, like, I can't, I can't open it. Like, what's happening? I look to my left, and there she is, Ilhan Omar. And I said, well... She doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we only had one floor to go. And I was like, ah, do I say it or not? And looked over. And I said, oh, look. The Jihad Squad decided to show up for work today. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just her staffers on Twitter that talk for her. She She's not tough in person. She doesn't. Yes. <laughs> so... By the way, uh, it wasn't long after this that Boebert put out a statement that said the whole thing was made up. She admitted. Did she put out? Did she yep. put out that it was made up? Yep, the whole thing, the whole thing was made. I think they were actually on the elevator together, but that's the only uh, true part of the story. And by the way, nitwit, anybody can open a closing elevator door. Stick your hand out. It's a safety feature, you knucklehead. I, I didn't know how to close, you know, open the doors. Push the button or stick your arm out. So that tells you right, you know, she's lying through her teeth. And uh, Well, now, from what I understand, uh, Ilan Omar said that the incident never occurred. Right, right. It never did. And Bobert put out a statement attesting to such. Yeah. She said it never happened. Um, she admitted that it never happened. So now let's hear from let's hear from this is KUSA out of Denver, Colorado. You know Colorado, uh, the state that uh, Lauren Boebert represents. So here's a little editorial from them. Representative Lauren Boebert launched an Islamophobic attack against fellow Congresswoman Ilhan Omar on the House floor today suggesting that the congresswoman from Minnesota is involved in terrorism, calling her a member of the Jihad Squad, and repeating an unsupported smear that Omar had married her brother. The Jihad Squad member from Minnesota has paid her husband, and not her brother husband, the other one, over a million dollars in campaign funds. This member is allowed on the Foreign Affairs Committee while praising terrorists. It's time that we acknowledge something that may be obvious by now. We hold Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert to a different standard than every other elected official in Colorado. We hold Congresswoman Boebert to a far lower standard. If we held her to the same standard as every other elected Republican and Democrat in Colorado, we would be here near nightly chronicling the cruel, false, and bigoted things that Boebert says for attention and fundraising. This is not about politics. Assuming politics is still about things like taxes, national security, health care, jobs, and public lands. This is about us as journalists recognizing that we'll hold a politician accountable if they say something vile once, but we won't do it if they do it every day. Our double standard is unfair to all the elected officials in Colorado, Republicans and Democrats, who display human decency. That is quite a blast from from local news. And I hope that means that they're going to uh, 
be a little harsher on her. Well, here's the deal. So, for those of you don't, who don't know, Lauren Bobert is the, she represents Colorado's uh, westernmost district, District 3 in Colorado. Basically covers the entire western part of the state. Almost, almost in, in, in corp, in, incorporates nearly half of the state, basically west of the uh, uh, of the Rockies. Hey, Rockies! Well, obviously, in, including the Rockies, actually. I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a couple of mountain goat up there that uh, voted for her, but. Uh, <laughs> so she she represents a very rural uh, part of, of Colorado. I want to talk about the difference between night and day. I, I've, I've been through Colorado a couple of times and have stayed in Denver. Denver's a beautiful city, by the way. Sure is. Uh, the, the difference out there is the difference between night and day. Now, I don't know who's all going to be running against Bobert uh, in a uh, 2022 but has to be some push there has to be some pushback on this you know we can we can try to rely on her getting censured and get out getting taken off of committees and yada 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 the fact of the matter is the bitch just needs to be kicked out of congress we have no place for those individuals the lauren boberts the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt Gates, the Mo, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, we have no room for these people in our government in the in do, trying to do the country's business because all they are is little wannabe Trumps. They all want to be. They all want to be at the uh, at the foot of the of the Trump uh, throne, worshiping him. Uh, so it is is it's to the point in time where Americans need to wake up and realize the detriment that these individuals are what they're doing that that's detrimental to our country and um, otherwise we're just gonna it's just gonna get further and further divided because people are gonna push back on the other side you know there are people that, Quite frankly, don't I? I don't agree with everything that Elon Omar uh, does. Absolutely not. Um, I don't think that she has a very firm grasp in how politics works. To be honest with you, she's a kind of a rookie at this. Um, you know, and I just I don't agree with everything she says or does, but. I guarantee you there no matter whether or not I agree with her has nothing to do with the fact that she does not she is a member of Congress or even as a human being <laughs> does not deserve to be uh, to have this type of thing uh, happen to her. Well, like you said, it, I, it, she she represents a very rural part of the state and uh, who these folks apparently don't mind that she has has a criminal history. They don't mind that her husband is waving his weenie at teenage girls. That really happened, kids. Yes. And, and all that. Let's let's move on. Uh, I want to show you this. This is Blake Masters. He's going to be running for Senate in Arizona. I believe he's going to be running against Mark Kelly. And uh, 
this is what we we've have created a problem here uh, for instance in virginia we elected a trumper or they elected a trumper to governor and he did it by uh, embracing trump while simultaneously keeping him at arm's length so they want the trump base but they don't want trump so they realize he's poison and uh let's take a listen to mr masters i think trump won in 2020 maybe you disagree but you've got to admit, this election was really messed up. We saw states change the rules at the last minute to flood the zone with mail-in ballots. The media, they'd tell any lie in order to hurt President Trump. And big tech censored true information about Joe Biden in the weeks leading up to the election. How is that fair? Trump wins big in a fair fight. I'm Blake Masters. I'm running for the US Senate in Arizona. And I approve this message because election integrity is the most important issue. We got to do so much better if we want to keep this country great. Election integrity. Are they, you know, this is what you're up against, kids and kittens. While on one hand, they're spouting everything he said there was a lie. Uh, with the possible exception of, hi, my name is Blake Masters, which sounds like something out of an old Western. We don't, we don't know that necessarily either. But... I want to see his birth certificate. Yeah, was he born in this? Well, you don't have to be born in this country to, to run for Senate. Uh, but, you know, now they're jumping on this election integrity thing. Really? From the people who brought us gerrymandering? I'm, I mean, it is, it is nothing about election integrity. Again, it's it was a fair fight. You lost. Move on. Lick your wounds and move on. I mean, more than one person has said, more than one person who really has knowledge of this this kind of thing has said, Al Gore had a better case in 2000. And what did he do? Licked his wounds and walked away. Made a couple passing jokes uh, about it along the way. But, but he didn't tie up the country and divide the country for exactly. a year. Exactly. And remember, Trump, before the election... Before a vote was cast, said, if we win, then everything's fine. That's the way it should be. If Biden wins, the fix was in. So he was already setting the table for that. And, he set uh, the, the same table in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't possibly lose. I can't possibly lose. Uh, we, we had a big verdict this week. and uh, Yes, yes. Let's get into that. So this is the Armada Aubrey trial, and you've got uh, the three rednecks. And by the way, well, let's here's a a brief description of the verdict. They were all three found guilty. They're all going to jail. They're all going to die in prison. Okay, so that's the headline there. They're all. It's just a question of who got nailed for what. And this is from MSNBC. The lovely, the talented Katie Turr and guest. The big headline here, though, Greg uh, Travis McMichael, the man who pulled the trigger, held the gun, pulled the trigger, killed Ahmad Arbery, found guilty of all nine counts. His father not found guilty of malice murder. That's count one. Why would the jury decide that? 
That's an interesting result. So what the jury is essentially saying is that Travis McMichael committed felonies. Those felonies resulted in the death of Ahmaud Arbery and that he intended, at least with malice, as that's defined in the law, to shoot and kill Ahmaud Arbery. What the jury concluded apparently as to his father was that he was guilty of all the felonies, false imprisonment, aggravated assault with the car, all of those things, threatening him with a gun, and that those felonies caused the death of Ahmad Arbery, although they concluded that he did not actually cause the death with malice. Break down what happened with William Roddy Bryan, because he was found not guilty on three of the counts, but guilty on the rest. Yeah, I'm still playing catch up on William Roddy Bryan, and I thought he was the only one who had a path to acquittal because he never possessed a gun, and there was evidence that he didn't know really until the last second that this was, uh, that the other guys had guns. But from my count here, and I think we'll wait for the official tally, is it makes sense in that if they weren't going to find uh, Father McMichael uh, guilty on the malice murder, then they probably probably weren't going to find uh, Roddy Bryant guilty of the malice murder. But then you get to the count two, and that was aggravated assault with a firearm. No surprise there, because the jury likely concluded that he had no firearm. They could have concluded that he was a party to the guys who did have firearms, but in this case, they must have concluded that the ag assault with the firearm was not something William Roddy Bryant did. But when they got to the aggravated assault with a car, an aggravated assault is just essentially scaring the heck out of somebody with a giant vehicle. Uh, that can be aggravated assault. And if a death results, then you have felony murder. So the jury did conclude that as to the aggravated assault with a motor vehicle, uh, that William Roddy Bryant was committing an aggravated assault. And I thought that was a likely outcome that they would. Yeah. Well, there you have it. The, the redneck, uh, the redneck twins or triplets are are going to, like like we said, like you said, they're going to be spending the rest of their life in, in the pokey. Mm-hmm. They're going to be somebody's prison bitch at some point in time or another. It, it was... I didn't watch the trial, but I did see the uh, clip of the prosecutor questioning uh, the son. And did he have a gun? No. Did he have a knife? No. Were his hands in his pockets? No. Did he have any kind of weapon? No. Did he try to run? No. Oh, he ran. But, so that's all he did. Yeah, he, uh, or maybe he didn't run. Anyway, basically he, 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 uh, he tied himself up in knots and, oh, he, he basically, he basically confessed, confessed to it. Yeah, you shot him and for no, no reason. And by the way, you and you and your pickup truck, you're an idiot. For, he was filming the whole thing so they could uh, they were going to hang this kid up by his ankles like a prized fish that they caught. Oh, Look at sure. Us. Absolutely. Look at us. I suspect them. You, you know what? If you think this kid would have done something, call the cops. Because you nitwit were a retired PD. And I've seen video of the, oh boy, the DA down there is going to get it, get their ass handed to them. Because it was months before charges were brought. Months. You see them, the cops show up, and they're offering them water in there. Are you okay? Oh yeah, I know. you. It's horrible. Meanwhile, the kid is lying dead there. He was still breathing when the police showed up. Yeah, who was anybody trying to render nope. aid? Nope, nobody. Yeah, Not that, a soul. That's... That, and did you uh, now? I saw the 2020 special, uh, and you know it's amazing when you're dealing with a 
when the cops are dealing with a couple of good old boys. Oh, everybody got their guns put up, right? Everybody's got yeah. their guns up, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. As opposed to having your guns drawn and say, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Have been a black person? Whoa. Oh, yeah. If the black person was still alive, talk about it. Right, right. That's, you know, it's but, uh, yeah. shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, so. and here's the bottom line what happened with that in my in my humble opinion. He was jogging through the um, jogging through this neighborhood, predominantly white neighborhood. Uh, apparently, there's uh, the highway uh, splits these neighborhoods. The, the, on one side is the affluent majority white white majority uh, neighborhood. On the other side of the highway is a more uh, more diverse, more Unfortunately, uh, a lot of people there are are uh, rather poor and whatnot. Just an entirely different situation. In other words, what you're saying, the road is the other side of the tracks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Very good, sir. I'm surprised so, you didn't see that. That was laying right there you know, uh, on the tracks. I, I, I tried not to. Uh, I know. You've had a long week, Bubby. A long week. I know, exactly. Yeah, I didn't have a week off. Thank you very much. But that's another story for another time. I got paid but, for most so, of it too. Yeah, I know you did. But so he goes jogging through. He's jogging through his neighborhood. Now he sees this house that's under con, they're under construction, totally wide open. It isn't like they've got it plasticed off or bordered off or saying, you know, no trespassing signs. There have been people that have gone into this house. There was video of this. There were people that went into this house and had a picnic lunch because, for whatever reason, that's what they wanted to do. So, yes, Ahmaud Arbery went inside the house, but because he was the black guy, he was a presumed burglar. He was going to be in there trying to steal something. I bet they let some tools laying around there. Might, he, uh, Arbery might have wanted to steal a hammer or a chain or a... Uh, or a circular saw or something to that effect. You know, oh my goodness. And supposedly they did call the police. Somebody called the police in that. But mm -hmm. these damn redneck Rambos decided that they were going to try to take it upon themselves and they were going to try to do this citizen's arrest. Now, the dad, the old man, he was a retired cop. Right. To, to my knowledge, his kid, the one that actually killed Ahmad Arbery, he had no police training. No. So he had no idea how to de-escalate a situation, ask a couple questions, you know, instead of, you know, but he had that gun pointed at him. And, well, you know, it's it's the old uh, fight or flee situation for uh, fight or flight. Ahmad Arbery. Fight or flight. Thank you. Um, That's what I do. He figured, okay, if he runs, if he keeps running, there's a good chance he's going to get shot in the back. So he confronted the redneck Rambo, and he wound up getting the business end of that gun, three shots. And uh, the rest is history, unfortunately. Like we said, lying there, lying there still breathing while cops are 
on the scene, not trying to render any aid. We'll be back after a short pause here. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. found the taxi stand hour the worst talk radio i've ever heard in my life on radio tfi join the conversation you can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hiya, Funky. You say you lost your job today. You say it's 4 a.m. and your kids ain't come home from school yet. You say your wife went out for a corned beef sandwich last week and the corned beef sandwich came back, but she didn't. And your furniture's is out all over the sidewalk because you can't pay the rent and you got chapped lips and paper cuts. And your feet's all swollen up and blistered from pounding the pavement looking for work. Is that what's bothering you, Funky? Well, lift your head up high and take a walk in the sun with that dignity and stick to it. And you show the wild. You show them where to get off. You'll never give up. Never give up. Never give up. That ship. Hey there, friend. You say your radiators didn't work all winter and now that it's summer they started up again and you can't turn them off. (laughs) And your wife sent all your lightweight suits to the cleaners and that means you're going to have to wear your itchy tweeds this morning when they say it'll hit 106. (laughs) And you got to meet an important businessman in an hour and your bridge just broke and you pasted it together with bubble gum and you hope it don't fall apart while you're doing some fast talking to this man and your shoelace just busted and you open up a big cut on your cheek trying to even out your sideburns (laughs) and your daughter's gone out with a convict and your wife just confessed she gave your last $60 as a deposit on an airplane hanger Is that what's troubling you today, cousin? Well, lift your head up high. Take a walk in the sun with that dignity and stick to it as you show the world. You show the way to get off. You'll never give up. Never give up. Never give up. That shit. 
flip off. You say you can't pull your car out of the mud and you're in the middle of nowhere and it's pouring rain and you can't get the top back up and your paycheck's all blurred. Foot went right through the gas and your girl's screaming bloody murder she's scared of the dark and a stroke of lightning splits your motor in half and your suit's shrinking up fast and you start up the windy road on foot and 60 yards of barbed wire hit you right smack in the puss and your boat fall down in the mud and a wild animal comes over and runs away with your shoes and your car blows up suddenly and your windshield wiper ends up in your mouth and you can't move and the mud's rising up to your nostrils and you're sinking fast and you don't hear your girl screaming anymore. Is that what's taking the yay out of yay team today, Bobby? the old philosopher saying so long folks and we come back to you on the taxi stand hour on radio tfi and on the radio tfi streaming network with some breaking news. There, there, we have some breaking news here, folks. We have, and this reporter witnessed it firsthand. Oh, boy. We have a, we have a streaker running amok. Oh. The, in the, in the Northern Command Studio lobby area. He's described <laughs> as roughly three feet tall, around... Around 45 to 50 pounds. And cute as a button. Beckett is a jaybird. (laughs) (laughs) Ethel, you put your clothes on. Where was he last week when we really needed him? Yeah, (laughs) ain't that the truth? Well, I think what it was is he just got done listening to last week's show and realized that it was time. You know what, what he did? He downloaded the app. And he went and he realized, I can listen to any past show that I would like. He chose last week's. And if you down... Oh, John, finish finish your intro. Finish. Let's let's not get... I, I, I thought we thought I did, but... No. Anyways, uh, yada, yada, me. yada, yada. From the Northern Command Studio, Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. Over there, a thousand miles away or so... In Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it's the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Blah, blah, How's blah, the- kids. Blah, 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 kittens. Blah, 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 fantastic. Okay. Let's, uh... I got a couple of uh, loose ends from hour one that I wanted to, uh... Just, well, just tie have, them bad boys up. I'll tie them up. We were talking about uh, elections and all that and uh, election integrity uh, from Blake Masters, a candidate for Senate in the great state of Arizona. Uh, just remember this. Not one of the GOP office holders objecting to Biden's victory have objected to their own wins on the same day, on the same ballots, using the same election systems. 
True. Also, here's here's a fun fact. And again, we're just picking up a couple of pieces we didn't get to. Here's a fun fact. We're flying electric helicopters on Mars, yet you can't turn on your clothes dryer in Texas. That's because scientists are in charge of Mars and Republicans are in charge of Texas. Ooh. Yeah. Now, speaking of Republicans in Texas, Big Bird was invited to uh, the Macy's Day Parade. Ted Cruz was not. That's because... Ted is a treason weasel. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Oh! You know what we forgot to mention, by the way? Speaking of Texas, guess who's running for governor? Mm. Vamp. Vamp. You don't want... No? No? The one and only... All right, all right, all right. Oh, oh, that's what we were looking for. That's what we were looking for. I understand. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to blindside either. It's okay. Yeah, we haven't. This this has been common knowledge for a couple of weeks now that uh, Beto, a Beto, yeah, 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 running for governor of Texas. I uh, I I wish him the best, but he's got a pretty good shot. I don't know. He ran for president and lost. He ran for Senate and lost. Well, the Senate race was a little closer. Uh, He didn't have a chance in the presidential race. Not yet. Not to say that, hey, uh, eight years down the road, 16 years down the road, he's got as good a chance as any. 16 years down the road. Look, I, I, you know, I, uh, I got no beef with with uh, young Mr. O'Rourke. I don't know a lot about him other than the fact that he is a Republican. Uh, I'm sorry, a Democrat. And, uh, you know, look, if he's going to run, he's going to run, and that's going to be it, and that's, that's that, and that's it, and it's over, and blah, 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 blah. But, well, you've just, just got to show a little bit more enthusiasm about this. And no, no, I don't. Good. You want to really? talk about it some? You'd be my guest. You'd be my guest. Yeah, well, some other time, some other place, some other situation. I, I like you, wish him the best. You've got a long, it's a long way to go before the election. A lot of things can happen. Indeed. Indeed. So. Well, what do you well, say? Okay. Okay, there, Mr. Braggart. Let's uh, let's. Uh, what do you say we go ahead and start this thing? Before we do, now Thanksgiving was Thursday, and it was the anniversary mm-hmm. of something very, very special in my life. And we have a little video clip of it, and uh, we'd like to play that now before we get into John and Ed versus the spread. or Miami. Stoyanovich will decide it as he will try this field goal, which will be 40 yards. 40 yards. Doug Peterson to hold. Blocked. The Cowboys will win. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where was in the end zone? No one covered it. And Miami did. That could be a touchdown if Miami has covered it. 
player touched the ball, and then the Dolphins went on and recovered it. It's on the one-yard line. It's not in the end zone. It's in the one-yard line. They're going to sort it out. And there's three seconds left on the clock. 92, Tolbert gets his hand up in the air and knocks the ball. No, it's not 92, it's 97. Jimmy now, Jones. Now, someone touches the football here. Watch what happens. It's Leon Lett. No! Oh, Lett, who is haunted by a Super Bowl misplay. And the ball goes into the end zone. They say it was touched at the one-yard line. If that were, if we had instant replay, that's a touchdown. The momentum carried the ball in there, and Leon left. No. Now, with three seconds left, Stojanovic and Peterson are clearing a pass. This is less than an extra point, and with three seconds left, Miami is that close to pulling this one out. Not Leon left. Eagle in golf, but it is here. The field goal was touched beyond the line by the receiving team. The kicking team then recovered the ball in the field of play and slid into the end zone. However, since the ball was still a kick, it's down when the, the kicking team recovered the ball. The kicking team gets awarded the ball at the spot in the field of play, first down. And the Dolphins, as if they received an early holiday present, cheer on the sidelines. The Dolphins go into the frozen tundra of Texas Stadium and kick some cowboy ass. How about them cowboys, Jimmy Johnson? That was one of the greatest days of my life. I was watching it. I was getting ready to go to... I was going to work that night. And uh, I was just waiting for the game to end. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, crap. They're going to they're gonna lose. It snowed in Dallas. <sighs> Leon, let the ball go. <laughs> well, this was when we were talking about this uh, pre-show. This was after his little guffaw, yes, in the Super Bowl. I, I had it backwards in my head. I always thought that the, if you're not familiar, what the clip we just played was uh, from 1993 Thanksgiving Day, Miami Dolphins at the Dallas Cowboys. It snowed that day in Dallas. It was a real bizarre thing. And with seconds left, uh, Pete Stojanovic of the Dolphins was uh, getting ready to kick a field goal. It got blocked. It got touched. uh, So the ball goes squibbling by. All the Cowboys had to do was not touch it. And here comes Leon Lett rumbling, stumbling, bumbling in there. Slides on the snow. Hits it with his knee. Dolphins recovered. And uh, like uh, I think it was Merlin Olsen said... Uh, if we had had instant replay, then that would have been ruled a touchdown. But instead, they put it on the one-yard line. Dolphins come in and keep the ball. And uh, the look on Jimmy Johnson's face, because he, <laughs> he was the head coach of the Cowboys at the time. That was just, that was, that was worth the price of admission that day. And, and it's, it's just one of the... When it comes down to great... Now, of course, as far as great moment in sports goes, that depends on your perspective on this one. As a Miami Dolphins fan, I thought it was fantastic the way that all played out. If you're a Cowboys fan, eh, not so much. My, uh, We started referring to that 
Now, you, we've all heard the uh, classic trope, you know, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Well, that's what we started calling it, the frozen tundra of Texas State. <laughs> and then we would use it for anything, the frozen tundra of Tampa Bay. And But anyway, it was a wonderful, 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 fantastical kind of uh, uh, day. We're happy to have it, happy it was there. And if I can find what I'm looking for, this is going to be even more fantastical. And uh, John, what do you say? Well, let's do this. What do you say? Let's let, let's get this out and get get it over with here because, quite frankly, myself and the computer that wore tennis shoes, better known as Gerald, took a complete ass kicking over the hol- over the yeah, Thanksgiving. No. Uh, let's get to ex- it. Let's and get next to it. week when somebody mentions uh, doing picks on Thanksgiving. Remind me to shove a boot up your ass or something like that. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin. Uh, <laughs> every week I do this. Prognostication. Pigskin prognostication. Each week, John... Don't touch it, Leon. Shannon. Gerald, the computer who wears tennis shoes, and I will each choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be won by going for it with a two- or three-point conversion. If we have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's... John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 well. We've got a bunch of stuff to look at today. Don't we? Don't we now, John? As soon as I get this all... Uh... Here's where... Here's where we... What's that? Don't break your arm, pat yourself in the back. Oh, I had no intention to, but now that you mention it... Now that you mention it... Uh, let me get rid of the music... Thank you. You're entirely welcome. So, here's where we stand currently. Uh, currently, uh, Gerald, the computer who wore tennis shoes, uh, is at 13 points. John Shannon is at 15. And who that? Who that in the lead, John? Who that in the lead? That be me. 18 big points. So we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about last week's Sunday's pick and and the Thanksgiving pick. So so let's uh, let's get to that. Last week, week 11, John Shannon did you did very well, John. <coughs> Excuse me. John picked up two big points. He uh, he he kind of pooped the bed with with uh, Cleveland and Detroit. But he picked my hometown team, his own hometown team, and lo and behold, life was beautiful. Uh, I had a very, very actually week eleven of the fifteen games uh, where I picked the full full schedule. I went twelve and three. Yeah. Last bad. week I picked every last the previous Thursday game, all the one o'clock games. I nailed. I think I lost the uh, the two primetime games and one of the four o'clocks. But anyway, so I swept. Even Gerald did well in week eleven. He picked up two points. Uh, he he he. Well, who'd have seen uh, India Buffalo going the way it did, forty-one fifteen? So now 
let's get to Thanksgiving Day. And we all had the same three games to pick. So, the first game, the early game, Gerald was the only one to to pick that correctly. So he picked up a point on that. Uh, the second game, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Dallas Cowboys. I was the only one to get that right. And actually, Gerald had gone for two on that one had he he picked the he picked the raiders had he just gone normal he'd he'd have won that game finally uh buffalo at new orleans john went went with the saints didn't you john and uh they got clobbered i think is the only way we can put it clobbered 31 6 which left john with oh zero points for that day what a pity Ah, for you john what a pity uh gerald picked buffalo and lost. How did that happen? Oh, I'm very confused now. Gerald may actually oh. have a bonus point there. We're gonna have to have to re re uh, reassess. I think he picked New Orleans also, but that's just uh, it's just uh, the graphics department messing up. I was the only one that picked Buffalo. I I won that game. I got two points on uh, on Thursday, leaving us where we are now. Now let's move on to this week's picks by the way gerald is not joining us today he missed his flight so i will be uh handling his points his uh picks for him young mr shannon are you ready for today's picks yeah as soon as i see him up on the screen there you go (laughs) your first pick sir i could go to my i could go to my phone and and, then there's any number of ways you could do this sir like like make a note of them but anyway So anyways, uh, starting out with uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers hosting the Lambs, where surprisingly the Packers are actually a one-point underdog in this game. So I'm going to go with the Packers, uh, and I'll get a point on Well, my first pick of the day is Tennessee visits the – the Tom Brady list, New England Patriots. Patriots haven't been playing horrible, but they're certainly not the same. Tennessee's been off the charts. I still like Ryan Tannehill. I'm sorry that we lost him, but uh, Tennessee getting seven points. I'm there for that. Uh, Gerald, his first pick, Pittsburgh visits Cincinnati. He likes the Steelers getting three and a half points. John? So you're saying that uh, New England was favored in that game? Oh, very much so. Oh my goodness, that might be the best pick you've made uh, I, this week. I I sincerely thought about doubling up on it. Uh, anyways, uh, my Minnesota Vikings are. Wait a minute, this isn't right. There is something completely. But not with not with this pick. My Vikings are three point underdogs going into San Francisco, facing the Niners. Niners. Uh I don't know. Vikings are playing uh, a little better than they were in the beginning of the season. Uh, my my boy Cousins is finally starting to throw the ball downfield, and uh, that's opening things up for old Dalvin Cook. So hey. yeah, but rem- remember, throwing it downfield is one thing. Somebody catching it is something else altogether different. Oh, he's completing some. Oh, that Je- <laughs> that Justin Jefferson's a stud. I'm telling okay. you, they're, okay. they're one of their wide receivers. Uh, 
second, uh, second or third year man. He uh, he he's a stud. I'm telling you. Anyways, uh, I'm going to take the Vikings, uh, uh, and I'm going to get three points on that. Copy that. Now, my second pick, Tampa Bay, the uh, Brady Bunch, visits the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis whooped up on Buffalo last week, and they're getting three points at home, and I like that. I think that's a I, – I, I think that'll work. Uh, I think they can win outright. I think they can win outright, uh, them there Colts, but – as always, we will see. Uh, Gerald, I almost called him Jeffrey. Gerald's second pick is the uh, J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets visiting the Houston Texans, or Houston Texans, as we say here in, in New York City. Gerald likes the, the hometown Texans, giving up two and a half points. John, your final pick of the week. Uh, my final pick of the week we have on the screen is being a typo. Okay. Okay, uh, I am taking the Carolina Panthers, who are a two-point favorite uh, over those Miami Dolphins. It was listed as two. Ed's got it at two and a half here. You're absolutely correct. That that change will be made. So, so I am I am going to go ahead and take the Panthers. Not that I'm just trying to be a smart ass and go against the Dolphins. I just but you are. That, uh, no, hey. If, if I win that pick, I get to rub in a little extra salt. Mm-hmm. And I love doing that, don't you know? Go ahead. Come on. Yeah, well, you done? That's, yeah, I'm done. All right. Uh, my, my final pick, uh, uh, big NFC East division game, Philadelphia Eagles come here to the New York metropolitan area to MetLife Stadium to uh, play the uh, New York football giants. Philly is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Eagles. Finally, Gerald. Gerald is uh, he's, he's scrapping here. I think this is why he didn't show up is because he was down. He's getting down so far where he was ahead and, and lauding it over us. But anyway, uh, the L.A. Chargers visit the Denver Broncos for a fierce AFC West division game. Uh, Gerald's laying it all on the line. He's going for two with the L.A. Chargers, giving up 13 and a half points. Well, well, well. We'll see how that all pans out. So let's recap for this week. John. John likes uh, Green Bay getting one at home over the L.A. Rams, taking his Minnesota Vikings over the Niners out in San Francisco. Actually, they're in San Jose, I believe. And finally, he's uh, going against my beloved Miami Dolphins. He's giving up two points as Carolina visits South Florida, Miami Gardens, Florida. Meanwhile, I like Tennessee getting seven over the hometown, the host New England Patriots. Tampa Bay visits Indy. I like the Colts getting three points. Philadelphia minus three and a half over the New York football Giants. I like them Eagles. I'll give up those three and a half points. Finally, the absent Gerald likes Pittsburgh visiting Cincinnati getting three and a half points. Uh, Giving up two and a half points to the home hometown Houston Texans against the J-E-T-S Jets 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 and finally going for two with the LA Chargers giving up 13 and a half points as they visit the Denver Broncos uh what is it we like to say if you're gonna if you're gonna bet real money using our picks John what is it we like to say uh vote for Lauren Bobert vote for Lauren Bobert well you can't hardly go wrong with that piece of advice that will conclude John and Ed versus the Spread for this week. If you're listening live, the music will be laid under it for the replay. 
if, if we're listening live. If you're listening live and want to hear the music, you'll have to listen to the replay. As opposed to when you're listening on Memorex. Moving on. Moving on. So I, I'm very shocked that that uh, Gerald didn't show up because, you know, it's not like him to just... Uh... Well, truth be told, I forgot to pick him up at the airport last night, so... Oh. <laughs> I probably would have forgotten to pick him up at the airport myself. Well, so. you just don't like him. I mean, that's that's a whole different thing. That's a that's a whole different thing. But uh, I like it. Yeah. I got an I got a nice, comfortable lead here. I mean, things can change. Had a wonderful week, football wise. Uh, I got one more thing on my script that I want to. Apropos of nothing, well, Don Junior, Don Donald Trump Junior put out a video. He was interviewed on one of the one of the Nitwit stations, and uh, he's high as hell. There's no question about it. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Dad, who I love following this guy, he said this about the video: Don Junior was born on third base, swore he hit a triple, but somehow still ended up back on first base. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn Dad, that is that is one good follow. Look for him. Look for him on your Twitter, kids and kittens. And I think we are well overdue to bust open a bag of chips. What do you think? They got two chips in the bag today. We only got two chips. That's uh, my guy must have taken the. He must have taken Thanksgiving off like everybody else. Just like eh? everybody else. So let let's bust open one. Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty, my friends. You have a right to defend yourself. Kyle Rittenhouse is free, and no one knows what will happen next. What a mess! Except this. Be armed, be dangerous, and be moral. Trump Republicans will turn a tragedy into an opportunity to make things even worse. No one who's been paying attention is surprised. This is Anthony Sabatini. Fighting for what's right is what I do. A Republican from Florida who wants to celebrate November 19th by making it National Kyle Rittenhouse Day. Now that's fucked up. Yeah, he's from Florida. We're talking about Florida. That's insane by even their standards. Let's analyze that. Of course, when fellow Florida man Matt Gates heard minors crossing state lines, he got a warm tingle and said, count me in. A 17-year-old woman. If you're a Democrat or a Republican, you have to admit, Kyle Rittenhouse has divided America. Nobody really knows. We need more polarization like Jesus needs more nails. What did you say? An acquittal in Kenosha is a harbinger of things to come. Others will fill the vacuum. And no one should celebrate that. Damn right. Where is Kamala? Bitch! Just do it. Serving the Capitol! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are actually celebrating this nitwit. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, he got to uh, got to visit the Trumpster there at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Mm, yeah. He was the yeah, he was the he followed uh, followed Lauren Bobert on her knees, uh, getting out his. So uh, I, I think that I think that's the whole thing when you pose for pose with Trump. That is just that's just automatic. Once the cameras go bye bye, uh, it's time to hit the knees, pal. Knee pads provided. I just not just can't believe that we are in such a divided state now that these Republicans can't even state the obvious that a 17-year-old crossing state lines with that type of rifle, and I won't get into the minutia of whether it really is or not an assault rifle, but it's designed to kill people. Not a hunting weapon. It's not a competition weapon. It is designed to inflict 
maximum damage in minimum time. Well, I've said this before, and this is hopefully the last time I, I uh, say anything about the Rittenhouse case. As far as I'm concerned, he came up with, I don't think he came up there to Wisconsin with the intention of killing anybody. I don't think that in a minute. But he came up there, gun in hand, thinking he was a little Mr. Badass, a little Mr. Redneck Rambo. I'm going to inti- I'm going to intimidate people because I got this AR-15. And shit got real. Yep. And the little punk and the little punk panicked. And well, the rest is history. I think I the, I saw a meme that was uh, the the best one, the most descriptive one. Regardless of how you feel about the income or excuse me the outcome or the verdict whatnot the fact remains is is that had Rittenhouse not went to Wisconsin on that day nobody would have died nobody at all nobody died otherwise the only three the only three people shot were shot by him now you can make the argument that well if he hadn't been there something else would have happened possibly there's a lot of things that could have happened, but certainly yeah. a 17 year old would not be carrying that kind of a weapon. Um, he went there looking to play video games for real. Mm-hmm. You're you're showing up with that baby face carrying this this weapon. Of course, you're going to change things. Uh, people are going to look at you a whole lot differently. If you were actually running around with a medic's bag and saying, hey, is anybody injured? How can I help? As it's opposed to... Situation. Right, right. I mean, they had, I'm sure, somebody had set up a triage area somewhere. There were places you could... If, he's, he, was there, he was there to help medically as much as I was, and I wasn't even there. Right. Uh Getting back to, well, not getting back to anything, but uh, Jim Acosta had a little statement out there on CNN uh, a couple of days ago, which which I really, really, I, I, I'm surprised by it. I'm surprised at the language he used. Take a listen. Fox News can't run away from Trump or Trumpism. Fox is Trump and Trump is Fox. This idea that Rupert Murdoch is suddenly going to change course, pull the plug, now, calling bullshit on that one, too. And we'll be right back. That's, uh, that's some harsh language. Are, are you surprised that CNN used the term uh, bullshit? You just don't normally see a, a, a reporter like that. They are uh, they're getting a little bit more brave over there at CNN when it comes to... Uh, uh, what they're airing, for one thing, they're they're not bleeping as much out when it comes right. to, uh, and they their commentators are starting to get uh, a little bit more of an edge to them. I'll say, yeah, I mean, is it an f? They're, they, you know, we're not talking f bombs here, but uh, but uh, they're getting a little bit more colorful with their language. I've well, noticed it, that it, it just it, it, it's. I just wasn't expecting him. Of course, he knows he knows the words and blo- but to see it, and of course, nobody's going to shut him down for it or anything like that. But by using it, by using the word, that type of language, if you will, it demonstrates to me the frustration level that many, many, many in the media are at. I've heard Nicole Wallace do it a couple of times 
on her show, Dateline uh, White House. And, uh, you know, enough is enough is enough. You know, once again, if, if you're not registered to vote for 2022, it's never too early. Because if... If the Republicans take a majority in either the House and or the Senate, you think it's bad now? You think it's bad now? What they're getting away with? Just wait. Just wait. It, 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 because the Republicans are no longer about, you know, running the country. They're about power. All about power. Exactly. I, I mean, as usual, the Republicans are taking credit for bills that they voted against. Uh, they voted against things that would, you know, the the Build Back Better bill. They voted against it. Uh, would have had insulin at thirty five bucks, topped out at thirty five bucks a month. All sorts of good stuff. Uh, I'm a firm believer in Medicare for all, Medicaid for whatever. You, you know, we need a one pay, a single payer healthcare system because Mm -hmm. you should not have to worry about how you're going to pay for something i had a breakdown in the hospital how the f am i going to pay for all this Mm -hmm. after the two-week coma the three-week stay the bypass surgery i just lost it one day because how am i i can't pay i I can't possibly i didn't think they were going to throw me out of the hospital post-surgery but you just have that moment where it all hits you and again Mm -hmm. i'm single no dependents i don't have to worry about feeding kids and blah 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 Uh, then or now and Mm -hmm. and to have a group of people out there now uh, look this whole let's go brandon thing well i'm glad it's being turned around on them now uh Mm -hmm. but i it's just so so childish yeah 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 we had our our trump jokes there's no question about it but you didn't have a football stadium chanting you know oh that's not true they did that at, at the world series a couple of years last year when he when he had the nerve to show up I, I take it back but you know this is all just uh, it's they're pandering it's power you got you got these uh Congress people are just being. <sighs> let's 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 look at. It. I mean, it's. I understand what you're saying here, as far as uh, how Trump drew the ire of of people when he went to public events, uh, and now it's coming back to it's coming back with uh, with uh, Biden. Let's but let's look at this realistically, and I can look at this uh, even being not having a horse in the game, if you will. Not having a horse in the race, excuse me. Look, you compare Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and it is like comparing night and day as far as how they are, how they treat the president, the, uh, the job, how they treat the job. Joe Biden is your grandfather that's had the same job, worked in the same place, built up his uh, benefits and all that, his pension and all that. Reliable. Grandpa's reliable. Trump is the drunk uncle. 
who's not yeah. nothing but a pain in the ass every time he shows up. And the sad part about it is, is that there are people. Well, we, we, you know, you, you, all you people who are in favor of the vaccination. Well, it was if it was Trump that uh, it was responsible for Operation Fast Track or whatever. And you know what? They're right. They're right. He he did get you know get on it. Okay. But you see, the sad part about it was, is that he was so demonstrative about things and such, quite frankly, such an ass, an ass to everybody. You know, it's looking how he treated the media. Now, listen, anybody that thinks for a minute that the media had, was easy on Obama and is easy on Biden now, they're nuts. I can't believe, to tell you the truth, how listening to CNN, how... Uh, how much they're on Biden, especially about the whole thing with Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And we are, the media, the media is what it is. Biden did, the difference is, is Biden didn't take it as it was a personal attack. Exactly. He took, has taken it as it's the media doing their job. And if that means that they are critical of a sitting president, so be it. That's just, that's part of the job. That's, because that's, that's just, never, that's never happened before. <clears throat> oh yeah. Me. I, I I think the more frustrating thing, John, is is the amount of people from the Trump organization who pretend like things did not happen. You know that we didn't go a year without a press conference, or even a press briefing for that matter. You know, and just the bold-faced lies that come out and feeding into the echo chambers. Uh, and that's I, I I think that's what's what's more frustrating. Uh, we got a couple more clips here that I'd I'd like to play. Uh, these are going to go almost back to back. Let's start with uh, our second and last chip out of the bag. Uh, he talks about Hillary here once again. The indemnable. I don't even know if that's a word. Chip Franklin. Clinton said half of Trump supporters are deplorables. Hillary called them deplorables. The Democrats said, oh, you're too mean. You shouldn't say that. She was right. When Hillary unveiled a health plan in 92, Newt Gingrich, you know, the guy who gave his wife divorce papers on her deathbed, he said Hillary's health plan was communism. Why? She wanted all Americans to have access to health care. That was 30 years ago. Newt won. They lost. Oh, and 15 years later, Mitt Romney used her exact health plan in Massachusetts. As a U.S. senator and secretary of state, she told Putin to go f*** himself. This guy? I don't see any reason why it would be. Hillary was right. She beat this traitorous tumor by three million votes. And Trump's criminal incompetency... Killed hundreds of thousands more people than needed to die. I wanted to always play it down. Hillary served this country proudly through tough times. Look on the internet and you can see how many people Hillary has murdered. She was strong, she was fair, deplorable, and she was fing right. Goddamn right. Sex charges. Go fuck yourself. Go winning. <laughs> well, she was right. She was right uh, about all that. And and I said it to a lot of people over the years. She personally, she may not have been your cup of tea, but when was the last time anybody was more prepared for that job, especially when you compared them to their their opponent? I mean, she was first lady, she was a senator, secretary of state. 
Uh, was she my all-time favorite? Yeah, maybe not, but against a Donald Trump? Yeah. And again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If John Kasich had uh, gotten the nomination, I'd have probably voted for him. Yeah. Because, I like John Kasich. Yeah. I mean, I, he does, I don't agree with everything he says. But. No, of course not. But, but I... I was concerned about exactly what happened. We had a major disaster. And, but I think more importantly, John, it brings up the question, can a woman be president? Yeah, there Let's, we go. You know, we've had that in the, we've had that in the vault for about three weeks. Oh, it's been, it's, it's been around for a while. This is Jordan Klepper from, uh, from the Daily Show. And he's been to all the Trump rallies. And uh, anytime you you see one of his videos, by all means, I recommend it. But here he is talking to a, uh, a Trumpet, if you will, asking the musical question, can a woman be president? Can a woman be president? The presidency is a man's job. I have women are qualified to be president. No. A female has more hormones. She could start a war in 10 seconds. If she has hot flashes, whatever, boom. Haven't all wars been started by men? Mm. Yes. And there you have it. There you have it. it. It is. It is so funny to watch when when he is in the midst of of these Trump the magas, and how he is on the spot able to turn these things around on them. And he asks legit questions. These are not you know. He's not doing gotcha. You know, they'll make a statement and, and he'll just counter it with common sense. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And, and uh, you know what the best part about that is? Is that nobody seems to recognize him. No. Well, he's got a camera crew. And, and you know, look, I'm sure he identifies himself. He's not hiding who he is and all that. But, hey, can we talk about something a little more... A little lighter fare. Yeah, we can. Sure, absolutely. So, beginning this Saturday coming up, which would be uh, December 4th, we're going to be playing uh, winter baseball. We're going to play double headers on Saturdays. One o'clock. There'll be back-to-back games. Wait a minute, our, we're playing baseball in the snow? No, we're, 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 we're bringing back uh, our uh, classic baseball. Oh, okay, I get it. We're bringing back classic baseball uh, from uh, beginning next Saturday. Uh, tentatively scheduled for 1 p.m. The first game kicks off at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, check your local listings. And we will continue with that until the start of the regular baseball season. Just a little something. If you miss your, uh, you know, we've got games from uh, the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and and, and all that. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cherry pick through them. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a couple of games every week if, if you want to. Right now we're tentatively scheduled uh, to broadcast the games at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. And, uh, you know. Hopefully it'll uh, get, get you through the winter. Get you through through the winter. So look forward to that beginning next week, uh, December fourth, and 
And Saturdays, also on Saturday, Saturday nights, uh, we're, we're playing classic concerts. Beginning at, I believe we're beginning them at 10 p.m. We're gonna we're gonna put out a post about this all uh, during the week. Uh, we have a bunch of bunch of classic concerts. Uh, Heart, Grand Funk, uh, uh, Pink Floyd, uh, The Cars. Oh, we got a lot of people. Black Sabbath. We got two Black Sabbaths. Uh, just just a ton, a ton of uh, old. Uh, King Biscuit Flower Hour concerts, and and if you don't remember the King Biscuit Flower Hour, then I am definitely older than you. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. King Biscuit Flower. By the way, Hour. By the way that is all on RadioTFI.com, or download the Radio TFI app. Yes. And, and please stay away from the website, right? The website is still a mess. I've been working so much. I literally have not. It's been months since I've been able to update it. Uh, we're hoping after the new year to uh, spend a little time. And, I, and I think I think just a little behind the scenes thing. I think the best uh, notion for the website would be the the kiss. Uh, well, uh, there are there are things going on. That need to get done again. It's a, it's a time. It's a timing issue. Uh, I've not been able to have good internet when I'm out on the road, so I can't really do it out yeah, there. I, but anyway, anyway, you download the app. That's the best way to go. You listen listen to the station live, uh, and uh, like I said, it will all be there. So, uh, and and we're gonna put put a couple new things on. By the way, every Saturday and Sunday. If you want to relive those glory days of Saturday and Sunday morning radio, uh, the Lone Ranger, back-to-back episodes every Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, immediately before we come on here, uh, there are back-to-back episodes of the Lone Ranger. Uh, the you realize radio- that there are people who have didn't even real don't even know who the Lone Ranger is. It is, they are fun to listen to, and you don't realize, you know, in our time, in our world right now, we're used to having screens in front of us, but it is really a nice change after a while to just kind of let, let your imagination do, do a lot of the heavy lifting and try it. And whether it's anything on this station, uh, whether it's, uh, you have audio books or whatnot, it's. Uh, we have an entire vault full of stuff and we're going to try to start uh, bringing some of that back out uh, we we have uh, uh, really funny stuff from the 50s and 60s Martin and Lewis and, you know Abbott and Costello all sorts of good good stuff like that so we're going to try and bring some of that back uh, not a lot not a lot but we make it available we have uh, radio theater which I love you know we we in CBS in the eighties did uh, did radio theater, radio dramas, uh, sure. like for, forty five minute dramas, and uh, and they're fun to listen to. Sometimes you really get into it. You get into it more than you think. Some of them, uh, what we have, the quality's not so good, and it's going to take some time to to get them. But we do what we can anyway. So right now we're looking at Saturdays for all that kind of good stuff. Uh, baseball, baseball, baseball. Beginning Saturday, December fourth, right here I, I, on Radio TFI. I, I 
cordially invite you to download the Radio TFI app on your favorite uh, app store, whether you are a uh, uh, Apple uh, uh, iPhone user or if you're a, a Android user. Can't help you if you're still using a rotary, a rotary phone. But, or uh, even if you are an Android. Yeah, well, that too. But um, listen, there is a lot of things going on on Radio TFI that, quite frankly, I'm happy to be <clears> a part of. Uh, not none of not the least of which are uh, just the fact that you can tune into Radio TFI uh, or tune into the app at any time and just pick up the biggest, most eclectic collection of music from all the way from the fifties, all the way I've I've heard some stuff even here from the. Uh, early and mid-2000s. Yes, sir. Um, on the Radio TFI app. It is, if you like music, if you like all genres of music, like at all eras, Radio not, TFI app is for you. Here's a little behind, here's a little behind the scenes stuff. We are, we have set it up so that sometime in January we're getting a truckload of country music. Well, boy, howdy. Well, a virtual truckload of country music. And that should all be in the rotation uh, before the Super Bowl. And, uh, again, it's just a question of time to unload and whatnot. Since John can't be here at the loading dock, and we do have the massive renovations going on. And, again, we got a dusting of snow, so that kind of shut down everything. It'll shut it shut down the renovations for at least a week. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. I've been. I, you, you mentioned you mentioned country music. Are you a big country music fan? I'm a big everything fan. Look at the size of me, for God's sake. Okay, okay. I wouldn't say I'm a big big country music fan, but I'm not opposed to listening to country. Uh, uh, my uh, my favorite song is uh, David Allen Coe, the ultimate country song. Yep. My bu- my buddy Harry introduced me to that song. I fell in love with it. Well, I was drunk the day my mama got out of prison. He's got a... It's hilarious. Uh, wow. If you're not familiar with the song. Oh, yeah. i tell you something about some of those... Uh, I loved... What I call dirty country. Yeah. <laughs> David Allen Coe definitely fits into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys like David Allen Coe, like uh, Waylon, Willie, uh, Hank Williams Jr. Right. Uh, what, one thing I've always enjoyed about country music is that nobody does wordplay better than country artists. Oh, you're absolutely right. My, my favorite title of a song... Not so much the song itself, but the, my favorite title of the song, Barbara Mandrell, I'm Sleeping Single in a Double Bed. I just think that is, mm-hmm. I, I love that title. It is just, uh, Jesus dropped, kick me through the goalpost of life, you know, that kind of. Drop, kick me, Jesus, through the goalpost I don't even know. I don't even know if that's and an actual song. neither left or the right. Oh, I guess it is an actual song. It is an actual song. Yes, it is. All right. That's all I know of it. But uh, oh yes, I I got subjected through my through my uh, 
I would say early teen years got subjected to a lot of country music. Mm -hmm. uh, Granny Annie's granny, who was my, who took me in after my mother died. Right. Uh, all, those, all those many years ago. Big country. I mean, that's what they had. They they had right. the Whalen going. They had Willie going. They had the real country. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm not a big fan of the whole uh, bubblegum country. Uh, you know, like when Britney Spears, uh, not Britney yeah. Spears, excuse me, Taylor Swift. Not a big fan. Of well, well, what's what's that line from the Blues Brothers? We got both kinds of music here, country and western. Yep, yep there you go. <laughs> you go. I, uh, I I really grew to like that type of music, and it also uh, I also like southern rock. Unfortunately, what's happened is over the over time is that these artists kind of uh, took over the the persona of the music that they were uh, singing and performing. I mean, look at David Allen Coe. I mean, if you ever do, if you just do a Google, a Google search or a Wikipedia search on David Allen Coe, there is not a bigger racist individual uh, in, in this country. One of the biggest racists I've ever I've ever heard. Uh, another one, Hank Jr. I'm telling you, in the early to mid '80s, I was a huge Hank Jr. fan. Long before he did, you know, the Monday Night Football theme. Well, I've, I've been sitting here waiting to talk about that. A lot of people know the Monday Night Football theme. What a lot of people don't know is that it's based on an actual Hank Williams Jr. song. Now, if you really want to hoot and a holler, you find the video for that original song. And if you know anything about country and country stars and country entertainers, you will mm -hmm. be delighted because everybody and their grandmother shows up in that video because all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. But Hank Jr. got himself involved in politics, uh, calling uh, President Obama the enemy. He jumped on the whole birther train with right. uh, with Trump and stopped listening to him. And I hate that killed me because I I've probably went to more Hank Jr. concerts than any other than any other show out there. Whenever Hank Jr. was coming into town, I was there, seriously, and got good seats. I stood in a foot of mud one time <laughs> to see Hank Jr. play. I kid you not. I believe it. Got, I believe they it. They just kept up having, they were having the concert outside. Um, there was, they this island had just flooded just a week before this concert was supposed to go. And I literally was like, you know, 20 yards away from the stage, standing ankle deep in mud. <laughs> if I went to take a step, I was going to, and I was wearing boots back then too. And the boots were getting ready to come off every damn step I would take. <laughs> and, but I would, I would, I would, I was one of these guys. I'd have stood in a pouring rain to see Hank Jr. Uh, very very talented musician and and you know songs that actually you know good country songs but he started getting political he started get, uh, telling a bunch of bs about obama yeah. oh, wait a minute i can play that piano. <laughs> 
Time to say bye-bye, folks. Thanks for staying with us here. We'll be back again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. On the taxi stand, baby. For that guy over there, Mr. Ed Brandes, I'm John Chen. Mother. Clear! Right there.